Hello, I am Brianna. And I'm Gabriella. And welcome to Gospel Adorn. This is our first episode. Well, I guess our intro. Yes. We can call it. <laughs> the purpose of this podcast is to, one, glorify God. Mm-hmm. Ultimately. Yeah. Ultimately, because that's what we want to do with everything that we mm-hmm. do. And I've been wanting to make a podcast for a while, and so it's Gab, and we met and got talking and And realized we had the same vested interest (laughs) in making a podcast. And Brianna just happened to have all this stuff (laughs) and wonderful mics and equipment. Yes, I had (laughs) to have all the stuff. So, yeah, yeah, God brought us together Mm -hmm. um, so that we can share the gospel with all of you Mm -hmm. and hopefully reach more women who new to the faith or something yeah um so we just want to encourage women to grow in their faith and learn from us and our lives and um just point you towards god yeah yeah and so I that you can know him what sets us apart maybe to be like unique as opposed to other podcasts is um our model um that we want to share is that we are have we have a discipleship kind of a relationship yeah titus to uh, where the older, you know, lifts up the younger and the younger walks alongside the older kind of thing. Yeah, not so that, I'm the younger. Not that we're that far apart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we're, we're pretty, we're enough. We're at two different points of our lives. I right. just got married. Yes. And um, I'm five years into my marriage, five and a half. With a, with a beautiful little boy. Yeah, with a 16 month old. Yeah. He's so, <laughs> and I, and we'll get into our testimonies a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So if you want to share a little bit of Titus 2, um, like the discipleship framework, it talks about older men, younger men, older women and younger women, basically spurring on one another in being an example. Some of the verses, I won't read the whole chapter to you, although it's great. And Brianna and I memorized the chapter, which has been a joy. But basically, to be a model of good works, self-control, dignified, reverent in behavior, not slanders or slaves to much wine. Um, it talks about teaching what is good to the younger women and training them to love their husbands and children, to be pure, working at home, kind and submissive to, the, to one's own husband, uh, so that the word of God may not be reviled. And I feel like you've just been like kind of like my mentor in all of this and I look up to you and your marriage and you Mm -hmm. parenting your child for you know just to kind of guide me in that way right but yeah we'll get into our testimonies which are so similar which is crazy yeah Um, (laughs) that our lives are pretty paralleled in that way um and then further down in Titus 2 has some rich gospel truth that I just wanted to share for you word uh word by word in Verse 11 through 14 in Titus 2. Um, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. Declare these things, exhort and rebuke 
with all authority. Let no one disregard you. And there is so much there, but that the grace of God has appeared to us in the form of Jesus Christ, bringing salvation for all people, and how we're to respond in that, living our lives in a godly way as we wait for his return, the return of our blessed hope. And the waiting that we are doing is not just a passive waiting, but it's an active getting ready and living for Christ. And I've been exhorted in that in some recent sermons on this passage. So, yes, we have this relationship that's so rich and and encouraging, and it's this iron sharpens iron kind of mentality from Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another, or woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's, and that iron sharpening iron is so important. It's so important to surround yourself with people yes. who are going to help you grow. Definitely encourage other women who may have been on this path for years. Right. Um, even for older women, I mean, there's plenty that I look up to and have in my life. I have like spiritual mother and a spiritual like grandmother, I call them. And, um, and it's just so beautiful. And I've heard it said this way, that you're probably an older woman to someone else. And so it just mm -hmm. makes you think about the opportunities that you have when God presents them to you. Um, it's definitely not something that should be forced, but should just happen naturally. Or maybe you can um, reach out to someone in your church and ask someone in leadership if someone can mentor you, if you're curious about that or disciple you. But if it happens naturally, that's definitely a blessing. So that's kind of how ours yeah. happened was naturally. Yeah. And yeah, the, there's another verse I wanted to share in Hebrews 10, 23 to 25. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And, um, I just love that, the stir up one another or spur one another on yeah. um, to love and good works and without wavering. And also what you mentioned um, for your encouragement to me, but also kind of like the pressure it puts on, on me to like <laughs> live a life that is uh, worthy of being modeled. But it's good pressure. Yeah, it's, it's accountability yeah. and mm -hmm. it's necessary in the Christian walk is to live a manner worthy of the calling that we've been called. Yeah. In Colossians, somewhere it talks about that. <laughs> I'll have to yeah. reference it next time. No, I love these verses in Hebrews. And mm -hmm. I always say the best way to love somebody is to encourage them in their faith. Right. And to point them to God. Yeah. Because if you're not doing that, then you're not loving them correctly. Yeah, and God says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So love is not only a feeling, but obviously an act of, um, it's an act as well. It's like yeah. obedience um, is a form of displaying our love to God and just living a way that is honorable. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then how we got our name. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> Gab, you came up with the name, <laughs> <I> so... <did. laughs> Yes. If you want to share. Yeah. Back to Titus 2. So one of the 
verses I didn't read on <laughs> was uh, 9 and 10. Bond servants are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They are to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. Just adorning the doctrine of God our Savior and that doctrine or teaching um, is another word for doctrine is basically the good news of Jesus Christ. He came to save his people from their sins. He's our Savior. So we want to adorn or, or wear this, you know, throughout our lives and in everything we do um, is to adorn the gospel, gospel adorned. (laughs) Yeah. And if you're not familiar with what the gospel is, like Gab said, it is the good news of Jesus. And we'll get more into the gospel um, in our next episode. But yeah, but just a snippet um, to tell you in like a sentence or two, again, this is something that needs better fleshed out with more time and that's why we want to spend a lot of time on it in our next episode um but this was just a way to kind of get to know us and know what we're passionate about but um everything falls from this premise um which is the good news that god the father sent his perfect son jesus christ to die on the cross and there he took the penalty of our sin in exchange for his righteousness he rose from the dead defeating death and provides eternal life for all those who place their faith in him as Lord and Savior. Mm, so good. Yeah. Such a blessing. It really is. To be his and adopted into the family of God, the household of God. It's not like we're automatically there. We have to be adopted into his family. Yeah. And only God can do that. Salvation is of the Lord. Um, praise be to God. It's a gift. Salvation is a gift. Grace is a gift. It's undeserved merit that he bestowed on on those who believe in him. And we'll talk more about that. So, Brianna, can you tell us how you came to faith in Christ? Yes. And a little bit more about your journey and how the Lord's been in your life. <laughs> yeah, so, and it is funny. We do have kind of similar... Very similar. <laughs> um, stories. But different, yeah. A little different, but similar in yes. some ways. So... I guess to start with my testimony, I need to start from the beginning because it was more of a gradual Mm -hmm. growth rather than uh, this moment, place, and time was when, like, I knew I was saved. But so in the beginning of my life, (laughs) (laughs) um, I was baptized Serbian Orthodox. Um, I was was raised in the Catholic Catholic? Church. Um, Serbian Orthodox is, is similar to Catholic, yeah. Okay. So I was raised in the Catholic church for most of my life. We did church hop a little bit. Um, We tried every church, Mm -hmm. (laughs) every denomination. (laughs) Um, And ultimately my mom um, just decided, you know, let's go back to the Catholic church. So that is where I spent the majority Mm -hmm. of your upbringing, of my upbringing that I remember. And I always believed in God. I never doubted. I never said, you know, God is not real. I always believed and I always thought I was going to heaven mm-hmm. because that's just what I assumed. Right. Um, cause I didn't really know anything. Um, and I just never doubted him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was a senior in high school and into college, I drank a lot. I partied. Mm-hmm. I did everything that, you know, anybody of the world would do. Right. And I followed all of my desires in college. I was just 
spiraling down and I was doing all the college kids stuff that mm-hmm. all the college kids do. And then, <laughs> um, and then I ended up, yeah. <laughs> and then I ended up moving to Tampa and that's when things got worse. If you live in Tampa, you probably know that Tampa is just like another sin city. Like it is party central. central. It (laughs) is filled with just so much sin and it really just drug me into the dirt. Mm. I had a friend down there who her and I kind of came to our faith together. So she's a huge part of my testimony as Mm -hmm. well. And she'd probably listen to this and you know who you are. (laughs) So I want to say in like the beginning of 2020, like right before COVID kind of, is I joined a Bible study with my friend Mm -hmm. and I started, I got my first Bible. I was, you know, reading the word. I was like getting more familiar Mm -hmm. with what salvation even means and what the gospel even is. Like I always knew, you know, Jesus died for my sins and that was never a question. I knew who he was, but I didn't follow him Mm -hmm. and so I started going to church and then I started my bible study um that kind of held me accountable Mm -hmm. even though I feel like I really was not in the place to start that bible study it was kind of like I knew I always wanted to teach yeah I love to lead I love to teach I love to talk (laughs) so um (laughs) so I started that bible study in hopes to um, share because I'm you know you're a new believer and you're like I need to share this with so everybody passionate. I want to share it yeah and so that's where I was I was still drinking I wasn't drinking as often but I was still drinking mm-hmm. and then as I kept studying and kept growing closer those things you know I stopped drinking as much and mm-hmm. um, it became less appealing yeah it became less appealing mm-hmm. and so the verse I have here the verse um that really made me feel like, you know, there's hope. Cause I'm like, these things in my past are not good. Mm-hmm. Like things that I'll never share with anybody. Mm-hmm. And the verse in second Corinthians five, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm-hmm. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then I just started digging in deeper and like, I'm like, you know, if God can forget about all of that, Mm-hmm. and forgive me yeah. then I can forgive myself and I can stop holding that over my head mm-hmm. and scripture that's, says that he casts your sins as far as the east is from the west which yes. is like eternity yeah and I was like like that's so amazing like he is so amazing mm-hmm. and then I'd say in like 2021 is when I really dove into the bible and started growing a lot more in my faith mm-hmm. um and I moved out of Tampa so and I think that really helped yeah um just kind of you know I was in, under my parents roof now and mm-hmm. I had more guidance in my life yeah rather than just being out in the wild right, <laughs> pretty know. much the wild of Tampa <laughs> but I had to cut people out of my life yeah and just tell people like hey we can hang out but we can't party mm-hmm I wouldn't say it was hard for me to cut out drinking. It was because I cut out drinking before I cut out partying. Mm-hmm. And I was just the DD. Oh, okay. To the bars and everything. Mm-hmm. Because it was that social aspect right. that I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. I really loved mm-hmm. just going out and 
listening to music and yeah you know just being around all of that and talking to people you know after I moved back home and I started like really realizing Mm -hmm. and having that assurance Mm -hmm. of my salvation I guess Mm -hmm. it would be my conversion my regeneration Mm -hmm. um those two um because I just had no desire Mm -hmm. to go to the bars I had no desire to drink you were just set apart yeah yeah um and I feel like so many people just stop drinking and stop doing these things because they think you know this is what I shouldn't do yeah but there's a difference between not doing it because like you shouldn't do it and not doing it because you have absolutely no desire to do it Mm -hmm. or like Um, a godly sorrow over sin yeah Mm -hmm. and you just start you know hating those things that God hates exactly and loving the things that he loves. Amen. I started, yeah, I started changing the music I was listening to, the shows I watched. I was reading my Bible every day. Mm-hmm. I actually, so I moved in with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And obviously that was not <laughs> the best <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. I felt guilty mm-hmm. about it. And when we first moved in together, I was still... Like I was, I felt like, okay, maybe we shouldn't do this, but it was kind of like, oh, we really don't have a choice. Like, cause mm-hmm. we couldn't afford mm-hmm. to live on our own separately away from our parents. Right. And so, you were moving in the area. Yeah. We were moving for his first job. Right. So we had to move mm-hmm. and yeah. So then. And you were both like new in your faith. Like, yeah. We're both very new in our faith. Mm-hmm. Like I was just came, (laughs) just came to Jesus, I guess you could say a year ago. So I'm like still fresh. And, um, even now I feel like, I mean, that was only a couple years ago. So I'm like, I'm still fresh. (laughs) Um, but yeah. And then that's when I found my church and there were a lot of amazing people in that church that I met and they really pushed us Mm -hmm. in our faith and really encouraged us. And that's where I met you. Mm -hmm. Um, and that conviction was growing stronger and stronger. Crazy. And then mm-hmm. it was to the point where, like, we weren't even having sex because I'm like, this is not, we were both like, this isn't, mm-hmm. this isn't right. Um, and so it got to the point where we were like, okay, mm-hmm. we need to get married. Yeah. <laughs> so I moved out and we got engaged. And then a month later, we got married. (laughs) And because why wait? I mean, we knew. Exactly. We had every excuse in the book not to get married. Yeah. And. I think it's so awesome. And it was just not glorifying God. Right. Living together, sleeping together Mm -hmm. was just not glorifying God. That's huge. Even if everything else in my life glorified him, that was not. Exactly. Um, And the conviction was just too much. Right. So we got married and. We were, oh, and we were baptized um, at the same time, in the same day. That's awesome. Um, we got <laughs> baptized together. Um, said it was an emotional day. Yeah, it was very emotional. <laughs> I was pulling my, I'm oh. such an emotional person. Yeah, but that's <laughs> such a special occasion. Yeah. To, to share with the world that you are professing Christ, that you believe, um, that you're a new creation in Christ, and you've, it's basically like an outward uh, display of an inward transformation is how I've heard it explained. Yeah. And that was like, so yeah, so I moved out, we got baptized, engaged, and then we got married. And 
just um and marriage has just been so amazing yes great. and we'll talk about that on this too yeah but and I've learned so much but yeah and that's when I truly felt that assurance yeah of salvation because I'm like this convicted me so like if I didn't have that conviction yeah then why stop then yeah <laughs> you know then like how could I you know be have that assurance that I'm saved like if I'm not Mm -hmm. being convicted by the Holy Spirit to change that part of my life Mm -hmm. then I would question my salvation I'm like am I even saved like I'm sitting here sinning right purposefully right and that makes you question your own heart like I examine myself daily yeah um and we'll talk more about yeah (laughs) we'll talk more about that too (laughs) self-examination but um yeah and then after I got married it was just like a like kind of like a relief I yeah, guess yeah, yeah and it was just so amazing yeah and because now you can live it in a God glorifying yes. way the way that God designed yeah the relationship to be in marriage yeah <laughs> exactly in the covenant so and it's yeah. like when you're confronted with the truth I see a picture of you just like bowing the knee to the truth mm-hmm. to God's word to his will to follow him and it took that confrontation for yeah. you to make that change. But the change occurred because the Holy Spirit had already changed you. Yeah. And then you had the ability to make that change because of the conviction that the Holy Spirit gave you. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. So that was my testimony. <laughs> um, so, was, yeah, as you can see, it was gradual. I mean, I don't know the day, the time, or where I was yeah. um, when I was saved, but... Yeah, that's awesome. Such a privilege to walk beside you, like you said, fresh in the faith or babe in Christ. (laughs) I'm a freshie. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'm a, I don't know what I am, a young child in in the faith. (laughs) Like a teenager. Yes. (laughs) If you're promoting me to that. (laughs) But uh, should we talk about our age? You want to tell them? Yeah, well, I'm I'm 26. (laughs) I put you on the spot. Yeah. And I just turned 31. Yeah, so... I mean, I guess people should know that. Yeah. So, like, kind of relate to us, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm 26. She's 31. Um, so it's still a little bit of an age gap, but it's not. Yeah, it's just a different like, um, what's it called? Like time in our yeah, life. a different time in our life, different season. We're in different yes. seasons. Like I'm like two steps ahead, or you know, yeah, five and a half years <laughs> ahead. Um, yeah. So. I can tell you some of my story and yes, how I grew up. Share. <laughs> so, again, you you guys will hear some of the similarities. And I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, so that's my street cred. <laughs> Although I completely lost my accent, if if you can tell, and um, part of that was because in middle school I was made fun of for <laughs> my cool accent. I kids thought it was cool, but then they also would kind of tease me about it. So <laughs> I quickly assimilated to sound like them, I guess. Um, but yeah, I am grateful for my parents who um, raised me in the Lutheran church because they exposed me to who God was. And um, I heard from the Bible, um, we recited like the Apostles Creed and the Nicene Creed and memorized the Lord's Prayer. And those were just some like building blocks, I believe, for how God led me to himself eventually. But I did not know the gospel. 
Mm-hmm. It, it was not there. Well, Lutheran <laughs> is similar to Catholic. It's very similar. And I guess I should have mentioned that I'm not Catholic anymore. Yes. Well, um, but I am grateful that my mom did, you know, put Jesus yes. in my life, my mm-hmm. whole life. But And you shared that with me, yeah. That yeah. Introducing you to God and talking about God often. Yeah. Um. So then we moved to New Jersey, and it was an awkward stage. It was the start of middle school. Um. So I was very shy, um, clammed up right away, and I was put into one friend group, and then eventually I ended up in another friend group. It was like a middle school and a high school with a lot of cliques and stuff like that. I just felt like I was never fitting in, and acceptance kind of became my idol. Um, it was this thing that I desired, and at a young age, I also... it. It just dawned on me like late at night and I would have these deep, intense thoughts of like, who am I (laughs) and what am I? Um, I don't know what that even means. Not like, I mean, I know I'm human, but like I knew about Adam and Eve and creation, but like, how did we get here? It was just these like crazy thoughts. And I was like an 11 or 12 year old thinking them (laughs) late at night, trying to find my identity really. Um... So then in high school and college, um, we have the similarity of uh, drinking, and I definitely abused it from day one. It Mm. was, um, and it just became an addiction in college. Um, I could say that, and like kids would joke in college um, that it's not alcoholism until you graduate <laughs> and it's just like such a bad well, excuse where it starts. <laughs> exactly and it's, we both went to the same college yes we should have mentioned that yeah we um, both went to penn state penn state main campus um yeah. state college yeah i went there the biggest appeal was that it was like one of the number one party schools so and then yeah. it had a great nursing program and that's um, what i went to study for um, and I became a nurse. Uh, so I am a, a nurse as well as a, a nurse educator, a clinical instructor. So I do that part-time now. And I pick up shifts like per diem. So just to, but back to my story, um, <laughs> the drinking and as you said, um, just how sin begets sin. And it just one thing leads to the next and the next. And you're just like, how did I get here? And it was this rock bottom moment for me was this um, drinking myself into a depression and just being super anxious. Um, The nursing school stress was weighing on me every day. And I would, you know, release that stress with drinking and blacking out and just not knowing details of the night. And you can relate to that. And um, looking for acceptance, the loneliness that I felt with like, who are my true friends? And it led to suicidal thoughts. It got really bad. Um, we can talk about mental health um, in further episodes, but um, praise be to God for my roommate, and um, she'll probably listen to this, so shout out to her. She's such a blessing. At the time in um, college, we roomed together our sophomore year, and she had a Bible study. She actually came to faith, I believe, in college, and her life was transforming before my eyes, and I just wanted to know why she had changed and and what it is that makes her so joy filled and um her bible study was praying for me was praying for my salvation and for me to 
change my ways. She probably saw what a mess I was. And I, I really was. I was like one of the impossibles that she was trying to reach for Christ. And I'm so grateful for how she invited me to her Christian ministry. So I went to that. Um, I listened to a talk and I, and then it was like fall break right away. And I downloaded a couple of the talks and one of them was about Romans 8. And he just read the whole entire chapter. And it's one of my favorite chapters in all of scripture to this day. And the first verse really caught my attention right away. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And just what a breath of fresh air. I mean, yeah. especially for the life we lived and just the sin and the weight of it all. And just the shame that you walked. Yeah. The shame that you walked in. I mean, I did countless walks of shames at State College. Yeah. And um, <laughs> there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I just wanted that. Um, and then it talked about two paths, two roads. One was life through the flesh, which leads to death. And one was life through the spirit which leads to life and peace. And that's what I wanted, um, life and peace, eternal life. So the Spirit illumined my understanding, and um, the words just made sense to me, and I felt like at that moment is when regeneration happened for me, and I was just born again, and the Holy Spirit filled me, and I had the ability to believe in Him believe on Christ for the salvation of my sin and to walk that out eventually, you know, um, through the sanctification process. Um, it wasn't night and day. Similar to you, I went through a long road of um, continuing to walk in sin, but like feeling the conviction and the godly sorrow over that sin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, it was like that day. I remember it was November 26, 2011. So that was 11 years ago, believe it or not, um, my sophomore year. And that's the differences with our stories, like that it was, I believe it was that day. I mean, I don't know. I can find yeah. out in, in heaven if, if it was that day <laughs> or, or soon after. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I remember calling my roommate who had prayed for me and who had invited me to the ministry and um I called her like that night after this amazing regenerate like illumination and um understanding took place and I just explained to her like everything that I understood about the faith and she was just like awestruck I'm sure and um it was a great phone call um answered a prayer really and then junior and senior year again it was still partying and unfortunately living in that sin, but yet thinking that I was doing better because I wasn't as bad as before. (laughs) But you know how it can be with like one leads to the next and it can be a a slippery slope for sure. So another huge um, person in my life uh, mentored me and discipled me and she was just a year or two older um, and she called me out of a sinful relationship that I was in. Um, Over the summer, she like sent me a letter and that letter just like drew me to tears and I eventually 
broke up with him because I knew I was not living in a way that was Mm -hmm. honoring God. The relationship was not honoring God. Um, And she said, every relationship ends in either marriage or breakup. So you have to decide, is this the one you're going to marry? Otherwise, why are you prolonging it? Yeah. It was just such a good wake-up call for me, and I'm just very thankful for that woman in my life and that gives me that desire to want to do this with other women and to just bring them back to the narrow way um that we should be walking in and it takes you know sometimes it takes that person calling you out like you said um so anyway I was growing in sanctification slowly progressively and I became a nurse um the summer after I graduated in 2014, which seems like forever ago. I think it'll be, I think it's over eight years already. Um, and I was really trying to submit to God in my singleness. I was um, not, I would definitely, the interactions with men was a lot different. I was not trusting myself and I was holding up a lot of barriers to um, keep myself from falling into sin or from tempting other men. Um, praise be to God, I met my husband this summer of 2015 in, um, in a church that we used to go to, and then we got engaged the, the next summer, um, and then we got married the following summer, so we got married in 2017, and really we began living life set apart unto godliness, and a lot of things I would be convicted of and just cut them out of my life altogether, like you said. Um, unfortunately, that meant some friendships, and um, because maybe like our relationship prior was revolving around partying, but that was not a desire of my heart anymore. And when we were trying um, to get pregnant, I ended up deciding, before we even started trying to just give up drinking altogether, and I said to myself, even after because obviously you shouldn't drink when you're pregnant, but even after the baby comes and even even when I'm not pregnant or whatever happens, like I just don't desire this anymore. And that's just a personal conviction of mine. It's not something I think every Christian needs to do. It's just because I abused it so much yeah. that it was it's such a stumbling block and I don't want to do that to myself or tempt others in that way. So, um so that was January. That was like right before COVID happened. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. um, I began scripture memory that you mentioned um, during COVID when the world shut down because <laughs> I was a nurse when this was going on and everyone else kind of, at, at least I felt like unless you're a first responder or did some other job that you have to be in person, but everyone else got to stay home and I had to keep going to work and um the more the news would scare you, basically, uh, the more anxious I would feel. And uh, I remember that thinking these anxious thoughts of what this could be and how it would manifest and um, whatever this virus was, (laughs) um, I thought about it before I went to bed. And it was the first thing I thought of when I woke up, like, is this our reality? Is this our world? And it was so troublesome. And I would try to replace it with scripture or um, pray. And and that definitely that is uh, the solution. 
that we should turn our anxieties to God and cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was just a great time to start memorizing. And um, shout out to Allie Stuckey. We both love her podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That she, at the time, had a scripture memory challenge. And lo and behold, it was Romans 8. And I'm like, I have to memorize this. (laughs) This was the chapter that God used to bring me to himself. It's such a good... I Romans know. 8 is so amazing. That's my husband's favorite. Is it? Oh, yeah, he loves it. I'll have to memorize it with him because it's just yeah. so amazing. <laughs> so I got a couple of my best friends together and we um, we did it over Voxer and we formed a group chat and we just sent each other a verse a day and we just kept persevering until we finished it. And um, I... We split it up into chunks because it's like 39 verses and we did maybe like the first 10 verses and then we would do the next five and the next 10 verses and then it would just be smaller chunks. Um, But when we put it all together, it was just so amazing to just rattle off like four minutes of a Bible chapter was just something I didn't even know, know was possible. But with accountability, it's definitely possible and I've seen that time and time again because um my desire for it grew um we can talk about it in another episode but Susan Heck is definitely my inspiration for she memorized the whole New Testament which is incredible and um so yeah since 2020 I've been encouraging other women and got about a dozen friends over time um ranging from my age to um one friend was in her 60s and she is she memorizes more than I even can and she just ran off running with it and she does a great job so anyone could do it it's sometimes it's harder as you get older but um it's still possible um so yeah that's been my growing desire is spurring on other believers in the faith and um just living a life pleasing to God um we don't do it perfectly but I want to be surrounded by people that are going to yeah. sharpen me and um, point things out in my life and that I can lead them in, in certain areas that God has helped me overcome so that um, he can get the glory, hopefully. So, Amen. <laughs> that's my story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and if you're paying attention and if you're still listening, <laughs> Um, you notice the one thing in both of our stories was we, besides, you know, the drinking and everything, um, was after you're saved, it's not like an instant, Mm -hmm. um, change. Yeah. It is gradual and you have to put the work in. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I believe in God now and I'm, you know, I'm saved Mm -hmm. now. I just, whatever. No, it's the work. You have to put the work in and it's gradual and you keep growing and you keep growing and it's hard. Right. And being a Christian is not easy. Um, and you'll lose a lot of people and mm-hmm. you'll gain a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. But. But at the, in the end, it's. It's worth it. Worth it. It's worth every second <laughs> of it. Um, but yeah, I think people look at um, like some people just glamorize being a Christian and they're like, you know, it is amazing mm-hmm. because you have that peace with God and you have the joy. Yeah. Um, but you still have trials right. and right. 
it's not a perfect life. No. So, yeah. If you're discouraged mm-hmm. that your life is imperfect, <laughs> it's never going to be perfect. Right. right. Um, but he gives us the strength by the Spirit to persevere. Yes. And we have a different perspective altogether on life. It's this worldview that is just completely changed because we know in the end, um, and we'll talk about that more with our gospel. Um, yeah. We know in the end where where we're going. Yeah, and it just makes all of those trials and those tribulations so much easier mm-hmm. because when you're able to trust God fully and give it all to him, yeah. those little things aren't as terrible right. as they were, you know, before. Right. And And for those who are living in sin, whether they're disobeying God and they're a child of God and they're saved but they're not following his will... Um, or whether you're unsaved and, and living in sin, like those things might satisfy in the moment, but in the end it brings you to bondage. It is not the will of God. It's not, it's this slavery to sin. Um, but if you are in Christ, you have the ability to overcome that and you have to make changes. If you love me, you obey my commandments. Um, so do you love him? If you're living in that way and if you've been confronted with it, it's different if if you're new in Christ and, yeah. and this is like new to you. But then if you've been confronted with it and you're repeatedly yeah. going against, going against his word, then it's like, well, are you are you saved? Have you been changed? Yeah. It's just those self-examination type questions. Yeah. And it's so much easier to cut the sin out of your life whenever you you have that conviction and you lose those desires. Mm -hmm. Yes. And praise God. And that comes and that comes with, Mm -hmm. you know, the Holy spirit growing inside of you. Right. So. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So good. (laughs) All right. Well, um, that's all we have for you for this episode. Um, hopefully you've learned something or are encouraged to keep listening. Um, if you could leave us a review yeah. if you liked this episode, um, that would help us to get the word out that we are a new podcast. That yes. would be such a blessing. We would love to read your messages, comments, um, or reviews. Um, yeah. So um, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And stay tuned for more and share with your friends and share with somebody who is also Um, wanting to grow in their faith and hopefully we can reach them as well yes we're praying for you listeners yes thank you for listening thank you god bless